You're listening to the Liz Halliday official podcast. And here is your host, Liz Halliday. Welcome to my first podcast. Most people who do know me know me as an international equestrian. I'm a three-day event rider, Californian originally, but been based in England for 13 years. And I'm also a racing driver, mainly in sports cars. I've done lots of different racing over the years, but trying my best to still keep two sports going together. Fondly like to call them my, my crazy horsepower weekends that I have. So, yeah, in the past three to four weeks, it's been pretty wild. And uh, I'm just going to sort of talk a little bit about uh, both sports that I've been doing. Uh, it's been really, really busy. Um, and I've just recently had my first race of the season, as well as um, kicking off the British eventing season. I think the last time I did a podcast, I had just recently come home from the Baraka Dalva uh, three-day event in CICs in Portugal, which is a, a great event that I love to start the season with, and um, came away with a win in the CIC One Star, which is fantastic, and um, a little bit of a, a sad finish to the CCI the second week where I had to withdraw my, my best horse that was laying in second place due to a boot rub, but we've sort of pulled our, pulled our socks up and kicked on and kept going, and um, yeah, my first... British event of the season was only a week after Portugal, so it was rather crazy. Um, and really, the the highlight so far of our British eventing season has been the weather. It has been unbelievable. It's been probably the coldest eventing I can ever remember since I've been in England, possibly in my entire life, definitely in my entire life since I'm from California. Um, and we went out to the Olden Horse Trials, uh, which is a really big drive for us. It's It's a good three hours away. Um, and took two horses with me, a, a lovely little horse called Benalin Little Hero. That uh, is sort of a project I've had. He's six years old, rising seven, and it was his first run since last summer. And the poor little horse had to do dressage in literally about three feet of mud. Um, let's see, what else do we have? We had hail, we had rain, we had thunder and lightning, we had sleet, and I think a little bit of snow, all in the course of about three hours very exciting and bless him he managed to do a, a dressage test that was way in the lead on the score 23 in the mud which was incredible and jumped around double clear and inside the time on the cross country just seemed to skip across the mud and um yeah it was fantastic he won by the biggest margin of the whole day in the pre novice which was a really great start to his season and um sadly my other horse that it well an, an owner's horse that had come along and did me an entre shot who won the olden cci one star at the end of last season, he came along for the novice and they chose to abandon the event before he got to do anything, which was probably a good thing, but clearly he was very disappointed to not be able to run around the cross country, which he loves. So that was the start of our, our British eventing season. Every form of weather known to man and a very long drive home, having just run one horse, but at least we came away with a win. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> the next weekend just came along, I think, a hard time for everybody in eventing, where basically every event in the country was cancelled. I think we just had incredible amounts of snow, you know, nearly a, a foot of snow in some places, which is very unusual for us in, in late March. And um, I'd been really looking forward to running six of six of the horses we have at a, at a lovely event called Summerley Park. And very sadly, they had to cancel it at the last minute. Um, not their fault. I think they truly did everything they could to run but just down to the quantity of snow and wet that we've all had. So I thought, um, sitting to myself, thinking, 
well, I'm going to have a go and see if I can get into Burnham Market, which is a nice event. It has international classes as well and a really, really long way up the road for us. It's like a six-hour drive for us, so not something that we want to do on a regular occasion. But, you know, I, I rung them up fully thinking they would laugh in my face and say, no, 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 the entire country is trying to run here. And they instead accepted all five of my entries, which was incredible. So only one of my horses didn't get to run. Um, so, yeah, I, I decided to make the trek with five on board and my two grooms and the dog and <laughs> piled ourselves together. Um, sadly, I sprung it on them. I think it was Monday evening and said, hey, guys, on Wednesday at about 12 o'clock lunchtime, we're going to leave and go to Burnham Market with five horses. Surprise. Um, but, yeah, everybody seemed to cope really well. And um, I took along HHS Cooley and Fernhill by Night for the CIC two-star just really getting them up and running in Britain after their Portugal trip. And then I brought along um, Viscount Oscar, who I also had in Portugal for the novice, because I thought it's better than nothing, even though he's ready for intermediate. And I also brought along Benny, who's been all in Little Hero, and a horse of mine called Dorola Diamond, um, who had, hadn't run yet that year, um, all three of those for the novice. Uh, so we packed on up and headed out there, and it was... Definitely the coldest I've ever been in my life eventing. I don't think I've ever worn full skiing thermals underneath, tights, ski socks, everything that we could think of. You know, people were wrapped up in scarves and we were all just absolutely freezing. But I have to give credit to the event for doing the best they could to run. And, and actually the ground was fantastic, all things considered. So we were very pleased to have gone. It was just a long, long three days of cold. Um so, yeah, we kicked off with the dressage in the CIC two-star. I would say it wasn't probably my two best tests I've ever done in my life. I think maybe I overcooked Fernhill by night a bit in the warm-up. But, um, yeah, they both tried hard and I was sitting fifth after dressage on him in a in a really big big scene of good riders, so that was good. And I think HHS Cooley was about 10th. So it wasn't too bad. Um, the show jumping uh, was tricky, definitely, but... Um, Fernhill by night jumped clear, which was great. And HHS Cooley just had the last down, which was disappointing, but a difficult line for him. So it wasn't too bad. And um, then we went on to the cross country, which in my opinion was, was a very strong two-star. I felt it was uh, good good for the horses, really. I think both were ready, but um, definitely caused a lot of problems. Um, again, it was spectacularly cold, which is never easy um, when you're trying to perform in those conditions. And I first went out on Fernhill by night. My times were very, very tight, so we were all under a bit of pressure. Um, started off great, and we had a really difficult sort of arrowhead to a, a narrow on a bending four early on, and um, I basically jumped in too big on, on Fernhill by night, and, and I had to run out at the second part, which was annoying, but um, I would say it wasn't the horse's fault. It was purely... Us not really knowing each other that well at that level yet. I've not had him very long, and he's such a big, bold jumper that I think that's something I'll just have to learn about. So galloped away thinking, well, that's annoying. But note to self for the future what to learn, um, which I think is all we can do as eventers when those things happen. It's sometimes horses and riders make mistakes, and we do our best to, to learn from that and try not to do them again. But uh, the rest of the course was good. I was really proud of him, and he jumped around really well, and um, so yeah, I was very happy with, with him other than that. And, um, I know he's a top horse. He really is a super horse. So I think we'll, um, just put it behind us and, and look on to the next one. And it was next out on 
HHS Cooley, which was uh, really exciting because we were very under pressure. I mean, my times were so tight, and in an FEI competition, you, you have to go on your time. So there was me cantering up to the cross-country as fast as I could, noticing that it had just begun to bucket with snow. I mean, it was really blizzarding. And the starter was shouting at me, saying, you have to go, you have to go, you've got one horse to go. So I proceeded to try and warm up in this warm-up arena, and I literally, I couldn't even see the warm-up fences. It was unbelievable, just full-on blizzard, big flakes of snow. And I had my eyes half shut going to these jumps, thinking, well, I hope the horse can see the fence, because I certainly can't. So um, I was thinking to myself, surely they're going to hold the course for a bit. Surely they'll they'll decide on, on the side of safety and say, we'll hold it for a minute. And um, no, that wasn't the case. No matter what I said to the starter, she said, no, 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 you have to go right now. You have to go. Um, so there I was, got in the star box and thought, well, this will certainly be my first cross-country round in the blizzard that I've ever done. And off we went. <laughs> um, thankfully, it led up about halfway around, but very surreal experience having settling snow all over the ground and, you know, sort of jumping over all these fences and into the white. It was, it was very, very strange. Um, and I just, you know, he jumped, he jumped amazing. We jumped around clear, which was fantastic. And I just took him quietly because he had had a, a bit of a respiratory illness when he was in Portugal and it was his first one back. And we just thought, let's just count around quietly and make sure he's all right. And, you know, he's still sort of getting back to his normal self. So I was very pleased with him, especially in those conditions. And, um, it was certainly educational, <laughs> I have to say. So yeah, um, probably not my, my best ever, um, experience at two star, but, it wasn't a disaster either and lots of good things to take away with all the horses. Um, all three of my novices, uh, which jumped on the Friday, they were um, all rather lively in the dressage. Um, I would say Benny did the best test and he'd had a run already and the other two were a little bit frisky. Um, Oscar in, in blue, his Dorilla Diamond Blue, was a little bit lively at his first event of the year. Um, but then all three horses were fantastic. They all jumped up clear which was great, and uh, came away with a few prizes, which was fantastic. Um, Benny was fifth in the novice, really only his second novice attempt. He's very, very green at that level, so I was thrilled. And Viscount Oscar was seventh, which was nice for him um, after his run in Portugal. So, yeah, and uh, Dorilla Diamond was super as well. He uh, just had some time faults being his first run of the year. So, yeah, at the end of that, we um, sort of looked at all each other and said, well, we survived the cold, and it it wasn't a horrible, a horrible weekend and um, trudged our way on home. And uh, my dog, Arnie, thought it was amazing. He's never been to an event before in his life. It was his first one. He's only seven months old. And he thought it was absolutely fabulous, walking courses with horses galloping by. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely become an eventing dog, which is nice. I've never, never had a dog in England, so I'm looking forward to joining the masses who have dogs on the end of a lead, walking courses. Um, it is a bit of fun and I'm okay becoming one of the many. I think that's all right. So, um, yeah, it was, we had no time really to stop at all when we got home from Burnham Market because I had uh, a test in the race car very shortly after that. Um, and we'd done, it was our second test that would have been. We basically sort of had to do two different tests in the year to just get the car ready for the season and, you know, make sure we shake out some of the gremlins and just get things up and running because the car hadn't run since um, the end of last year. Uh, and the car I'm driving, just for a little recap, is a it's a Lotus 211 race car. So a 211 
is sort of a different looking car. It's got an open cockpit uh, with a big roll cage on top and, and a big wing on the back. And it's a lot of fun to drive. It's sort of different than what most people think of as a Lotus race car. Um, the championship I'm racing in is Lotus Cup UK. So they're all Lotuses on the racetrack together, but uh, about four different classes that race, three to four different classes, depending on the entries. They race all at once. Um, and it's a bit reminiscent of my, my older days and big sports car racing, which I really loved, and Le Mans 24 hours and those sorts of things. So it keeps a bit of that feel to it. The races are an hour to an hour and a half, so they're they're nice and long. And um, there's some really good standard of driving, a lot of good drivers, and some not as good as others, but at the front of the grid, they're all pretty competent and, and very quick, and it's it's good competition. So I decided to spend another year uh, racing in that championship. Last year was my first year, and... Um, yeah, we basically had, again, just the weather to be battling with. Our two tests were at Snedderton in uh, Norfolk, which was where my first race is. Um, and then we also tested at Silverstone on the Grand Prix circuit where the F1 cars run, which is a great track. We really enjoyed that one. And tested in the snow, tested in the wet, tested in the very wet. So we got a lot of time on the new wet tires, which was useful um, as we have a new tire manufacturer this year, Avon Tires. And very little time in the dry, but we got a little bit in. So, yeah, I, I was testing at Silverstone right after Burnham Market, and that went very well and managed to squeeze it all in in the, in the crazy week. Um, and then our our next event, really, was uh, was the first of what I call my horsepower weekends. I've got a couple of them this year, um, where basically I'm, I have to test a race car on the Friday for the race, and then I vent some horses on the Saturday somewhere and then end up racing on the Sunday. So that was last weekend that I did that. Um, so my race was at Snedderton in Norfolk, which is a lovely circuit, but a really long way away for us. It's a good three hours. So, um, yeah, my week sort of commenced with um, driving up to Norfolk on the Thursday night and testing the car all day on the Friday, which went very well. We were very pleased and at the end of the day, left being the fastest 211 that had been testing. So we were feeling pretty confident, but Lotuses aren't really renowned for their incredible reliability. So always makes me a little bit nervous when the car runs well on, on a test day with no, no problems at all. Um, yeah, and so I just jumped in the car straight after my last test at about 5 o'clock and bashed my way home on the Friday night through the worst traffic known to man on the Friday. Uh, got home pretty late um and then had an eight o'clock dressage the next day at the south of england horse trials and had four horses running there so it was um yeah it's pretty surreal and uh i had to spend some time in the car just getting my head swapped over because last year i really struggled when i vented after the test and then i had the race it was the first time i'd ever done that and it was very hard for me to bring my brain out of the race car and back onto horses and then vice versa again so this year, I, I basically told myself that I knew I'd struggled, so I, I worked really hard on my drive back on the Friday night to make sure that I was fully back with venting the next day, and it definitely was a lot better this year. Um, so on the yeah on the Saturday, it was uh, it was a pretty manic day really. Um, I was lucky to get all four entries into South of England, which is our, our local event. Very very thankfully, it's only 20 minutes away. But still, an, a very early start, you know, walking the cross-country course at 6 a.m. and frozen ground and frozen water jump. And again, a, a very, very cold weekend. Uh, very strange for early April for England. And um, I first rode a horse called 
Templar coup d'etat, which is, uh, his name's Ludo in the stable, a horse that's owned by a livery of mine, a, a very nice girl named uh, Laura, who is quite young and still sort of learning her way through the levels of eventing. And she's had a lot of trouble with him. <clears throat> He's a very nice horse, but very strong, and she struggled to sort of get the steering and, and control and everything. So I've never competed him before, and I said I would take him around the BE100 or the pre-novice for her. And went much better than I even could have hoped for, really. He did a nice test and jumped double clear and inside the time and finished fourth. So we were absolutely thrilled with that. And hopefully I've been able to give him a bit more confidence and set her up for the year a bit more. So, um, yeah, so we'll see how she gets on at, at her next event. And then we had three horses in the novice. I again had Darola Diamond running and Benalin Little Hero was running again in the novice. And then um, I'd had a horse... I had to withdraw, so I decided to put Fernhill by night as HC in the novice and thought wouldn't do him any harm ahead of his CCI that he's doing next week. So he just cantered around and had a lovely day and did the nicest dressage test of the day and all very good. We were very pleased. But he was mainly there just for a nice day out to, to feel happy again. And the other two uh, were good, very good. I didn't really get enough warm-up on either of them. We had a stud snap-off in, in Benny's foot, which was exciting. And just a little bit frantic, really, with three horses sort of all squashed into tight times. But um, all three of them, again, jumped double clear. I was very, very pleased with that. They all tried really hard, um, managed to finish fourth on Benny, which was great, and eighth on Baloo. And, of course, uh, Blackie, who was Fernhill by night, was, was non-competitive being HC. But, yeah, I was very pleased. Um, I think Benny felt a little bit green, maybe. There were some tricky fences on the course for him. Um, but he got around. He tried really hard. I was really pleased, and all the horses were good. So didn't finish the day till nearly 6 o'clock, which was pretty crazy, and sadly, Blue overreached himself on cross-country, so I had a bit of blood everywhere and things to deal with and frantically trying to get back up the road to get back up to the racetrack, and it was just all of it, all of it crazy, really. Um, but finally, we got ourselves home. All horses okay. Got ourselves home about 7.30, um, raced in the house, threw my racing gear in a bag, tried really hard to make sure my brain was thinking about what I needed and not forget my race suit, something major like that. And then my husband, Alan, and I just jumped in the car and bolted back up to the race circuit to another three hours back up, got in about 11.30 um, to a very interesting hotel, very funky, weird little boutique hotel where they were having some 50-year-old birthday party and there was sort of old-school disco going on uh, right underneath our room, which was lovely. So I eventually got to bed about 12.30, only to have to get up and sign on for, for practice in the race at about 7.30 in the morning at the racetrack. So, yeah, it was it was definitely manic. Um, but I was feeling good. I felt like the first chunk of, of the horsepower weekend had gone well. I'd had prizes on all the horses, and the car had run well Friday, so I just was trying to keep my head in, in the right frame for the race. Um, so morning warm-up was 9 o'clock in the morning, very cold, first out. Uh, it's never never great to be first out on a circuit when it's that cold. It's almost impossible to get any sort of heat in the tires, to get anything that you want done, really. Uh, so we just tried to check the car over and make sure it was all right, and I think everybody was slower than they had expected to be. So we were maybe feeling a little nervous about qualifying, but you know, trying to remember what we'd done on the Friday and stay positive. And, um, yeah, qualifying was at 11.30, so we didn't have a lot of time to turn the car around before that. 
And yeah, it was pretty high pressure, only half an hour. Um, one of the two 11s put in a really good time early on and I was struggling to get that time. We were really struggling to get heat in the tires and struggling to get a setup really on the car. Uh, it's our first season running in, on these tires, so we were finding it difficult. But very luckily, right at the last, you know, I think the last lap of qualifying, uh, my team said to me on the radio that I had an open lap and it was sort of my last shot and I really hung it all out, really hung it all out, sort of, you know, nearly in the grass on a few corners and just, just gave it absolutely everything I possibly could and told myself this is your shot and then just managed to put it on pole by 0.4 of a second. So I was I was really, really thrilled with that first race of the year and stuck it on pole and started doing to continue, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, sixth on the grid and first in class and was really, really pleased with that. But definitely, based on sort of how everyone else had been doing, I knew it was going to be a really tough race all the way from start to finish. And an hour and a half, it's it's a really long time in a race car when you haven't raced since the year before. Um, it's a long time in any race car. Anyway, it's very, very physical to drive any sort of race car. But when you're really, really racing from start to finish for that period of time, it's, it can be really tiring. Um, and I knew I was tired from the day before, and I was just trying in my head to put that behind me um, and just focusing on the race and trying to get the best start possible. Um, so, yeah, that was our, our strategy with the team was, was to try and really get away on the start and really try and hold everybody off because some of the other drivers maybe wouldn't be as quick at the start um, as I can be sometimes. So that was our that was our cunning plan anyway, and, and just work on the reliability. It's So much of these races is, is a race of attrition. It's, it's who can keep the car running for the longest period of time. And um, we'd had a little bit of engine overheating problem, but nothing too major. So I just thought, you know, get in there and, and do the best we can. The start of the race was pretty exciting. We managed not to have too many accidents, but a couple of people off and a few exciting moments. And I, I held on to the front for a while, and but it was clear that, that my handling just wasn't quite the same as some of the others. We really haven't quite cracked our handling with our suspension. It's different to what the others have. So we've kind of been trying to get used to that with the tires and, I was having to wrestle the car a lot and really work hard, and which makes you tired as well. Um, so there was a bit of dicing around, you know. I, I, you know, fell to third place for a period of time, then back up to second, then I was in the lead, and then back to second, and then we had our pit stops. We have one mandatory pit stop in the race, and you have to basically get out of the car while they fuel, and you spend three minutes out of the car, and then you jump back in, and you have to have exactly three minutes, and if you can really time it right and have a really good entry and exit from the pit lane, you can gain a lot of speed that way. So we tried to really nail the pit stop, and, and it went well, and I got out of pit lane as fast as I could and um, came out in the lead, which was great. So then it was it was a real thrash, you know, to try and try and hold that position, and I had a bit of dicing with a guy called Simon Deacon, who was behind me and another 2.11. And um, we sort of fought that way for a while until uh, there was a massive oil spill in turn two in, a, in an accident, um, nearly went off in turn two in the oil, and then they called the safety car, which sometimes can be good and sometimes is bad, but in our case, it worked in our favor, thankfully. So we had the safety car, and we had seven minutes to the end of the race when the safety car went green again. A very frantic restart, had lots of slower cars in front of me, and I had to do sort of a crazy dive down the inside of turn one to miss an accident, and it was all, all very exciting. I definitely felt like I was back out there. Real, real endurance racing 
Um, and then I got stuck three laps from the end. I got stuck behind a slower car and got passed by Simon Deacon for the lead. And I just said to myself, I'm not losing this one. That's it. I'm not losing it. I've tried too hard. So we had a real battle, and um, I dove down the inside of him into turn two, and he drove into the side of me and nearly put me off the track. And we battled through, and I managed to pass him later that lap, and he hit me up the back that time trying to punt me off the circuit. It was all very much like a touring car race. It was mental. But I managed to hold him amazingly, and um turned out that everything that had happened in the in the safety car that I was then second overall and nearly got nearly got the guy who was in, in the overall lead on the last lap. So it was all in all a totally amazing race. Came over the, the checkered flag with first in class and second overall out of forty cars. So totally over the moon with our, our first start of the race and the team, John Danby Racing, did a really amazing job. Um they gave me a reliable car, which is the most important thing in a in a long race and yeah, I definitely couldn't couldn't have asked for more, really. And uh, our next race is next weekend at Silverstone, so it's going to be a matter of getting our handling right and hopefully much of the same. Uh, it would be amazing to be on the overall podium again. And, yeah, certainly certainly a great start to the year and a crazy start to the year, and I was completely exhausted. Um, absolutely finished. Slept the whole way home in the car. Um, but, yeah, next week I've got a pull myself together and do it all again because I have testing uh, not next week the week after next that's my fault two weeks I'm going crazy two weeks I've got testing on the Friday an event with four horses on the Saturday and racing at Silverstone on the Sunday so that's going to be horsepower weekend number two which will be crazy um, and then next week I'm actually off to Ireland for the Ballon Dennis course trials with three horses um, I've got Fernhill by Night and the CCI two star and HHS Cooley in the CIC two star, and Benal in Middle Hero is going to take on the CIC one star, and I'm hoping it's not going to be too big and scary for him. But uh, yeah, so it's it's all go back home. Um, it's just been never ending crazy, but I think that's the way I like it. And um, yeah, I just hope that we can keep up the strong results and keep winning and keep pushing through and have a very successful season in both sports. Um, and for those of you that would like to follow the action and follow what I'm up to, um, you can follow me on Twitter, which is just at Liz Halliday, L-I-Z-H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y, uh, or on Facebook. Again, it's just Liz Halliday. Keep it easy for everybody. And um, our website for Chaley Stud is um, uk. And my website, which keeps all the racing action up to date, is uh, lizhalliday.com. And I think that's about it. And I hope many of you will be back with me in my next podcast. This podcast is also available as a free subscription on iTunes. The Liz Halliday Official Podcast is produced by Chris Stafford Radio. (laughs) 